0: Welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Travis. And I'm George. And George loves movies, but only if you make him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He only loves 10 movies.
0: (laughs) Well, hopefully we'll turn him one more. Hey, Travis, uh, what is George watching this week? Uh, This week, George will be watching the
1: cult classic, Blues Brothers.
0: Never heard of it. Just kidding, it's amazing. <laughs> Spoiler alert, sorry George. <laughs>
1: it's a little indie film.
0: George, do you have anything to say about the Bluesy Brothers? Are you familiar with these guys at all? A little bit. Do you have any idea I... what the major connection is to maybe a film we've done previously?
2: Uh, No. Uh, Actually, maybe yes. I think you mentioned it. When uh, the car crash in Werewolf was the uh-huh. same director, right? Oh,
0: you're taking notes. Look at this guy. He's prepping for the final. <laughs> He's All right. Attention. Well, before I spoil it or show any more enthusiasm for a movie that I love, let's get to work.
1: Uh, everybody, take your seats.
0: Class,
2: sit your ass down. All one of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting. We can we can proceed.
0: All right. So, hey, 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 hey George. Yeah. Blues Brothers, man. Yeah. <laughs> blues brothers. It's a movie. It has the blues. <laughs> it's got a couple of brothers. Are they truly like brothers? I wasn't talking about them. No.
1: <laughs> I'm saying like I know they were both in an orphanage and they were but they're not really brothers, right? I didn't see any think, birth certificates. Yeah, I don't think they're blood related which makes it even funnier. But they're I the, thought the Blues
2: s- brothers. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Yeah,
1: I mean he said his last name's Blues, but I don't know. I think that's uh,
2: a pseudonym. Yeah, I think it's manufactured. Last name r- relatives.
0: Blues, first name Brothers with a <laughs> comma. <laughs> so
1: so so what what do you think there, George? What what's your first take on the uh on the film?
2: Uh I feel much the same way I felt about RoboCop. Wow. Huh. Um, hmm. In my notes here, I have a question. People like this movie? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Did um, you watch the hour and a half version or the two and a half hour version?
2: I think I watched the four hour version. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it felt like. <laughs> Um, just, just take note, he is drinking, so he's going to be a bit <laughs> belligerent. Ooh, get mouthy George. I just started, though, Mouthy so. George.
1: Well, I'm not going to be talking about uh, finding a dead body this time, so I think we'll be all right. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. Oh. I suck. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Okay. Well, I guess uh, we'll just
2: throw our notes away. You should. Uh, <laughs> you should try to work the a, dead body story in at some point. To every story? <laughs> yeah, to, to every, every movie. movie, just be like,
1: you know. <laughs> since you bring it up, <laughs> I found a dead body when I was fourteen. Oh, George, you
0: hurt my heart, man. Turns out it was blown up by Carrie Fisher and <laughs> left in the cemetery.
2: That's another note I had. Princess Leia is in this movie. <laughs> Princess Leia,
1: occasionally. Was, yeah, she's in it a bit. Love it, <laughs> like right after, like right before Empire. It's after Star Wars, before Empire. Really? Yeah, so she's famous. Nice. <laughs> which makes it better. So, George,
0: you mentioned that it was directed by the same guy that did Werewolves. We talked about that during the Werewolves episode. Yes, which but I loved. It's also based on a Saturday Night Live sketch, so it's kind of a Wayne's Worldy kind of thing. Wayne's world
2: Ah, uh, it is, isn't it?
1: Yeah. So, kind of satire, again? You just don't get satire, do you?
0: <laughs> no,
2: I get I get it. Um, no, I get it's it. It's Wayne's
1: World before Wayne's World was Wayne's World.
2: Sure. Actually, all right. So I was thinking about it a little bit, and there are movies that are satire, and they're like slapstick, and they're over the top, like movies like uh, like Airplane, yeah, right, or like or like Vacation, Mm -hmm. or those types of movies where, you know, they set the tone right away. This is going to be an hour and a half of this, so strap yourself in. Skit after skit, and that's how Wayne's World was. Right, like it was, you know, you knew right from the start. They're not. They're not serious about this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same thing with all the other movies that I it mentioned.
0: sounds like you're about to m- tell us that you thought that Blues Brothers was going to be really serious. <laughs> <laughs> and it took you a while to catch on to, oh wait, this <laughs> might not be so serious. No, he no, no. He does like a good tragedy. <laughs> and this one was a tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this one, I, I don't know. Like, <sighs> all right, Let's get into why people
1: like it. Yeah, sure. School okay. me, because uh, that's, okay, that's so why I'm here. For me... Cause it's, kind of, I don't, don't want to say me it's, guess. it's not before it's nostalgia. my time. No, it's not before. It's <laughs> kind of, it's kind of before my time, but it's not like I was five when this came out. So okay. it was out a, a bunch before I even saw it. I think I wound up catching it on cable or whatever, but there's no nostalgia there. That SNL skit was way before me. You know, my, my SNL is more like Eddie Murphy, Billy Crystal, you know, all Dennis Miller, all those guys. So I had the... Because my parents were who they were, they kind of showed me the older stuff. So I knew who they were. I knew who John Belushi was. I knew who they were. But the music.
2: Oh, the music was fantastic. The
1: the movie was basically... They took two guys from SNL, and they're like, all right, let's put them on an outlandish adventure that makes no sense whatsoever. Put them in every situation they can be in just so that we can get all these icons to be in our movie, basically. Mm. So... Like, for me, I add that to the fact that it's kind of i don't know if you've ever seen like seventies musicals like West Side Story or yeah. or Jesus Christ superstar like all those movies that that musical you know they're about to break into a number, and they're about to dance, and like it has that feel. It certainly does. So it, it's definitely dated, but then again, that kind of had a renaissance recently, where they they've they're they're able to do it again as long as they have the right talent and the right show. You can still watch a musical. So when when Landis did this, he handled it as if it was a.
2: Are you saying that it's
0: difficult to make a good musical? Not then it wasn't, but. It's this is like the the Batman Begins of musicals, yeah. where it's just a little little more grounded than the standard. Like the dude's still jumping off a of rooftops and dressed like a bat, right? But like he's got grounded a in reality reason now. <laughs> yeah, it's like tethered <laughs> to reality. It's not grounded, right. but it is somewhat tethered. Not allowed to fly.
1: Right, right. I I definitely had a lot of Jesus Christ superstar moments while watching it. Mm-hmm. Because I love the music in that show, but it is outlandish. A bunch of people get off of a bus in the middle of the desert, and all of a sudden they're performing The Passion of Jesus. Well,
2: thank you for ruining Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, for I all. think Spoilers. you know the story. Spoilers. <laughs> How does it end?
1: I don't know. It's uplifting. <laughs> but, huh. so, yeah, to me it has that feel. So I, I don't mind the dancing and the singing, especially when it's people like, Ray Charles and uh, you know James Brown like they took a formula and then they just injected a list talent so to me I did not have a problem with that
0: I like to juxtapose this with something like The Wiz which is another musical Mm -hmm. right like I can watch this one and kind of pick it up and drop it and it can be background noise or it can be the main entertainment The Wiz is one that I like and kind of comes from the same era but the acting's a little better from the musical talent, if you ask me, in The Mm Wiz. But it's also, like, scarier to kids and more involved story-wise, and you have to invest or else you just don't connect. Whereas Blues Brothers is so stupid that it doesn't matter where I turn it on. I love it as much as I did if I watched it from the beginning.
1: Yeah, and then you add the characters. Like I I think those two are in their, their A game. The movie is ridiculous. I even put that in my notes, and I sent that to Dan when I was watching it. I even wrote it. This movie is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I don't remember half of it. So I haven't seen this movie in like 25 years. Yeah. So I was watching it pretty much for the first time. And I've seen parts of it over and over again throughout my life, but to sit and watch them, that's why I love doing this, to actually sit and watch it. I remember some things, but I it, it was corny at some parts, and it was ridiculous, and nothing was explained. <laughs> and then it was explained, but ha- half-assed explained. Like the, You never know why half the shit's happening, why the car is is, is indestructible and can flip and all this shit. Well, it's got you cop
0: don't... tires and cop suspension. Right. <laughs> Travis, <laughs> weren't cop, you listening? It's got cop everything. It's got cop shocks. You know, they
1: don't explain Carrie Fisher until the end, and you know, it's just like the... <laughs> The random Nazi stuff. Like, there's just so much in this movie. It's almost like watching Cannonball Run type movie, which, again, is another yeah. 80, 80s type movie. And
2: again, I was watching it, and it has obviously, it's predictable. So, like, all of these groups that they're pissing off the Nazis, gotta find them, the, the Carrie Fisher, the cops, uh, the good old boys. Yeah. That's what they're called, right? Yeah. Um, y- You know, I obviously, they're all gonna like converge. At the end.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, George, can we talk about you just looking at the setup of a movie and then not watching the movie, but instead just projecting out what's <laughs> going to happen to all the characters because you don't care about the feelings? Uh, I did that today watching a different movie. I Georged it, and I hated myself. How do you do that? <laughs> I looked at this movie, and I was like, well, it's an ensemble cast. <laughs> that guy's going to survive. That kid's gonna survive, and all the rest of them are gonna die protecting those two. And I'm like, I just, jo- I? I just George this movie.
1: <laughs> I'm only two minutes in, and I already figured the whole thing out. How do I live <laughs> like that? I don't know.
0: I saw an anecdote the other day. You guys will like this. Uh, talking about, uh, it was from the perspective of a girl talking about a friend of hers who was a boy, uh, a man, a male. Mm. I don't know how old this guy is, but he's old enough to do drugs, so that's important to the story. She said, "I'm friends with this guy who is a libertarian." until he tried MDMA, and then he realized that other people have feelings, and now he's a liberal. <laughs> <laughs> what? So I feel like something, we need like that little, that thing that's gonna snap George into stop looking ahead and just right. feel the movie. Feel it now, man. Movies give feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I, feel, uh, I feel it. Hey, so George. We'll get him there. There is a police chase for almost no reason through a shopping mall and you didn't enjoy that you weren't the whole time be like this movie's amazing (laughs) (laughs) creighton (laughs) mfn duke man you don't know who that is yet because you haven't seen all the jason movies but the 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 cop in the passenger seat during that chase uh, who was on 20 wasn't he on 21 jump street he was steven williams he's awesome one of my favorite actors and he's creighton mfn duke yep and he's in a shopping mall having a police chase with John Landis in the other car. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't love that movie after that, or before that, or during that.
1: I I remember watching that, and I'm like, I I think that's when I wrote this movie is ridiculous. Uh, it was either that or when it Carrie was when Fisher was was
2: doing donuts in the middle
0: of the no. like
1: food court. It was when Carrie Fisher pulled out the rocket launcher. <laughs>
0: <laughs> with no <laughs> with no introduction <laughs> either. She's like, "Oh, right. is, is that Carrie Fisher? Just oh, she's
1: like, got a bazooka." She's Rambo. She's like, she's going to blow the whole building up.
0: If
2: she'd have just aimed for their feet, and then <laughs>
0: the movie and, would
1: have been over. And then everything blows up around them and they stand up and they just go in the and go in the door. Did I'm like, this movie is ridiculous. <laughs> she pulled the whole building. That's <laughs> right. so good. So with the mall, Apparently, they just were like, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to go. They found an abandoned mall. They built the entire storefronts of like 21 stores. So that's all fake. And they used
2: real stores, too.
1: They got got, um, sponsorship from all those companies to bring in product, and they only had to pay for the stuff that they damaged.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Which was everything. Which was pretty much everything.
1: (laughs) But they created this mall in an empty mall like they totally made a real mall out of a abandoned mall yeah so they were able to just go in there and just go hog wild with the cars that's why it's that way because it's like it's kind of like if you were 14 and you got the keys to your parents car and you're just gonna go drive it
2: you know it would be funny if they did the whole thing and then they realized they didn't have any film in the camera (laughs) and they're like oh shit
0: (laughs) i think think it's probably a measure twice cut once uh situation with the the crew. You yeah. hope that there's some redundancy. But when your director's in one of the cars getting dragged around by a by a camera truck for a good majority of it upside down. Yeah. I you think have to George, assume there's some some redundancy there. I think
1: he would have enjoyed it more if he had a frame of reference like like the smoking the bandit movies and Cannonball Run, like all these movies that were from the seventies and eighties where it was basically just
2: I thought the car chases were kind of reminiscent of like Dukes of Hazard or that something too. like that.
1: But if you watch a movie like Smoking the Bandit, it's basically no story and it's just a cop chasing this guy in a bl- black T-bird.
2: Okay, so I wouldn't like that either.
1: I think you would love it. <laughs> but it's 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 a classic because of the characters and whatever and the situation, you don't sit there and go, you know, this, this would never happen in real life. Like it's just, that's what makes it satirical because it's almost like this movie is... A parody of an action movie with two SNL skit guys in it. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. I keep saying it. Unlike the
0: second half of Hot Fuzz, when they get out of the Jallo, which you guys probably didn't even realize that was a Jallo when you saw it the first time, but go back and watch. The first half's a Jallo, the second half is Bad Boys 2. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what this is. This is the Bad Boys 2 part. It's just, yeah, it's like Michael Bay those two funny guys it's two other sort of less funny guys no offense mm-hmm. to john belushi i'm mostly looking at dan Aykroyd when i say less funny <laughs>
1: <laughs> although he is a, i wrote it down he is a great silhouette like when they were in the church and i'm looking at him I'm like that that whole thing where they're just kind of standing there watching and then when they cut to them it just they are true caricatures like they they i guess because they're iconic now kind of like jay and silent bob Where at the beginning you didn't realize what they were going to be. But now that I know 35 years later, when I look at it, I was like, it's like iconic every time they're together in a scene. Like I've seen them in statue form, action figures, like over years and years and years. It's just, it's, he's, he's good at that. He created a brand, you know, with these characters. They are a brand. Mm -hmm. And he's done that with Ghostbusters. He's that he's, he's kind of a brilliant person.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt that, you know, I knew what the Blues Brothers looked like. Right. before i watched this movie like there's no and doubt that i knew you know who they were and they make know? people
1: feel good at weddings when they try to dance because these two cannot dance
0: <laughs> they are the most they ridiculous are. dancers yeah but you know who else really uh can't can't dance most of the people in that diner scene
1: oh my god yeah
0: i was just like man <laughs> take two guys let's do this and one more time
1: they they weren't fully into one it one more time yeah, they were not fully into it. You could tell when they didn't think the camera was on them. They were phoning it in. <laughs> yeah, they were. You gotta love the iconic appearances by Ray Charles, Aretha Franklin, so Brown. All right, so this is, Brown. this
2: is how I felt about that. Okay. Oh, no. So you have, you know, the Blues Brothers. Actually, I kind of came to this after you told me that, I, after I realized that this was an SNL skit before it was a movie, because <laughs> I had forgotten that, and then you told mm-hmm. me, and then I was like, oh... This is all coming together now. Are you gonna say that there's no actual blues in this movie? No, <laughs> no. What I'm gonna say is that we had a great SNL skit, and we want to make a movie about it, mm-hmm. right? And it's the Blues Brothers, right? So in order to give this movie legitimacy, or, or rather, just to show how great we are, let it let me blow my load, right. so to speak. And get all of these people, you know, the Ray Charles and the John Lee Hooker and the... It was kind of self... Um, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Self... Uh, you want
0: to say self-aggrandizing, but you're
2: wrong. Yes. You're
0: wrong. Most of them probably didn't even get paid to be in it. Like the, the, <laughs> the thing that I think George needs for context is that when the SNL skit debuts, the blues are a dead art form. Mm. And so what happens is you get guys like John Lee Hooker and... The amazing Matt Murphy, who is... Actually, I, I like I like his acting a lot in this movie. He's fun. Mm-hmm. And then Steve Cropper and Duck Dunn, man. But they joined this project not because they're getting a paycheck. It's because finally their music that they've spent their whole lives working on is got a chance to get back to the mainstream. So they were
2: actually putting the band back together. Yeah, literally otherwise. putting... like that, All those guys were real band members.
0: So basically, there's this meta aspect to the movie where the mid 60s kind of Booker T and the MGs kind of thing they are putting the band back together and having a chance at the mainstream because Elrod is putting the band back together you know it's mm-hmm. it's right. two things at once which And is then all the funny. other
1: appearances like the the Blues Brothers they actually sold albums or an album before this movie was even made they they were they were almost like the musical guest on SNL to where the band that came would would jam with them basically they'd come gotcha. out. So they were pretty well established to a point where they could go to James Brown and say listen we're making this movie we want you to play the preacher because that's what you are. You are yeah. the man when it comes to this. And we're not even going to give you a script we're just going to let you go off and do your thing. You can do it live. Yeah, he just did what he did and he was kind of famous then uh, later on because of Eddie Murphy's thing. But you know Eddie Murphy made him huge. Again. Mm-hmm. When he started doing the James Brown thing on SNL. So, you know, Aretha Franklin looked pretty young, but she was well-established, obviously. Mm-hmm. And she was, I, I guarantee you, they probably didn't get paid much of do it. it. was It was probably an honor for them. And, you know, we already know that John Landis is huge in music and he, he really enjoys iconic music. So I'm sure he probably sweet-talked them into it. So I don't think it was more like a, hey, look what we have, look who we got. I mean they all fit into the story the ray charles part was awesome like to me that was my favorite part
0: yeah he really should have um, warned him that he had a gun though i think he really scared the crew <laughs> at that one part
1: i, I want to look up and see who that kid is <laughs> that he <laughs> shot at because he looked familiar to me but he was so young he can't really figure out who it was what was the guitar he tried to steal it was just steal? a strat. What, it was what guitar was that it was a strap it
2: looked like a 70s strat. strat there you go
1: but then the cab callaway thing kind of plays into what you were saying about the blues. Now you have a guy who basically was from the 40s, 50s, yep. and he's you know silver,
2: gold. It, it would be years. like making this movie today and having uh, what's his name from uh, Chicago with the polka dots. Oh, that'd on his be guitar. amazing! They Buddy Guy. do
0: that. It'd be
2: like having Buddy Guy do that role. Oh, now. I would
0: pay to see that. Buddy Guy, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Do you want to do a Blues Brother Three? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you possible. should. <laughs> Live it made on me want to watch forever. Rocketeer again. Because my point of reference <laughs> to forties music is pretty limited, so Right. Have you ever seen The Rocketeer, George? No. Mm. I love the that would actually tie into Jennifer. this movie for a <laughs> second reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Jennifer Connolly. Mm.
0: Travis, have you ever seen Phenomena? Yes. Phenomena? It's like Jennifer Connolly's second movie. She's like sixteen. <sighs> no, I don't she think can so. talk to bugs with her mind. It's a no. Dario Argento Sounds movie. Sounds like Ant-Man. For some reason, Dario Argento made a movie with Jennifer Connelly as a 16-year-old, and she can talk to bugs with their mind. Okay. but Donald uh, Pleasence yeah. is here. Sure. He has a pet chimp who's his assistant because he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> I'm not making this up. <laughs> this is all true. It's actually, uh, you have to, ooh, season two, guys. Phenomena. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the Girolta movie. That's phenomenal. No, no, no. Although it would be amazing <laughs> if you could cross the two over. Dario Argento's Phenomenon. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) With Travolta. Dude, John Travolta, have you ever seen Blowout? That guy could actually act at one point. Uh, Yeah. Blowout is amazing. Yeah,
1: Yeah, he he had his moments.
0: What movie are we (laughs) talking about? I'm I'm off on a tangent. We're talking about Blues Brothers. While we're talking about Blues Brothers, George, you are a guitar player, I'm told. Yeah. Right? I think I've seen you play a guitar occasionally.
2: Yeah, I'm... I'm mildly. Have obsessed you with ever it. played yeah.
0: a gig that required chicken wire? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever played no. a gig that you Can't wished that you had the chicken wire? Uh no. Do you play <laughs> gigs? Because I've had at least two gigs that needed chicken wire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my my
1: yeah. wedding reception needed some chicken wire. <laughs> yeah,
0: it did. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh wow. no, I um no. I mean, yeah, I I, I play gigs. I, I never needed chicken wire.
0: You're not playing the right bars, man. I yeah,
1: guess right? not. See, I had a, I had an instant roadhouse, like flashback when I was watching that that scene. I was like, oh yeah, chicken wire. Nothing better than chicken wire in a band behind it with a bunch of drunks throwing shit at them.
2: When we start our uh, our restaurant and bar, we'll put chicken wire on the stage. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And we'll electrify it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Get
0: back, witch. Yeah, well, honestly, if funny. you get the right guitar amps, it'll electrify itself.
2: <laughs> That's true. Actually, I could wire it because another thing that I'm mildly obsessed with is modifying tube am- amplifiers. We could actually, you know, as long as we didn't have to move the amp. Actually, we could make it detachable. But like electrify the trick and
0: wire with the amplifier. Louder itself. the amp, the louder the shock. Is that what we're going for here? Like, hey, uh, somebody's yeah. climbing on the, uh, climbing on the thing. Hit your boost pedal and zap his ass. Like boom a little yes. bit extra boom
2: <laughs> you can actually uh, you know with the volume pedal kind of just like control it at
0: that point it's just like a, a laser pedal I'm okay with this I mean you it's assault executing and battery people. and it is attempted murder <laughs> guitar <laughs> equipment whoa whoa whoa, <laughs> whoa whoa they shouldn't have been climbing on the fence that's right get back off the chicken hey George wire. how many country songs could you play right now if people were throwing stuff at you <laughs> none uh, uh, one <laughs> two <laughs> rawhide
2: <laughs> Two. I can play uh I can play Folsom Prison yes. Blues. And I can play the uh I can play you. Alcohol by uh Brad Paisley. Nice.
0: No hot wired. You're not just gonna No. big it Mason is not human No something beyond
2: I was gonna say I'd like to play hot wired but I I'm pretty sure if
0: there was like an actual equivalent of the Predator uh, we wouldn't have Brent Mason anymore <laughs> yeah. because they would have stolen him to try to adapt to their guitar skills.
1: Insert Predator noise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wait. <laughs> Sounds like there's a real Predator. I finally
0: did watch all those yeah. movies. And guys, I have some hot takes if you've got a minute. All right, here's the order <laughs> from good to terrible uh, of the Predator movies. Are you ready for this? Number one, yeah. still the best. First half hour of part two, then the fourth one, then the last... Which is Predators? The the, the Predator is the fourth one. Oh, okay. Okay. Then the last like hour and 20 minutes of part two, and Mm. then you've got like Street Fighter the movie, Batman and Robin, (laughs) and then Predator 3, which is... I I didn't even finish it, guys. You know how long it's been since I watched the the movie and and didn't even bother to fast forward to the end because I just didn't care?
1: That's the Adrian Brody yes, one. Right?
0: What is wrong with him, man? So He's bad. He's a fine actor, so but the bad. movies he gets in are just garbage. That's yeah, terrible. Ugh.
1: Well, since the that that franchise is one of my faves, we can discuss it one day. But not during Blues Buzz, because I really have a lot to say about Predator. <laughs> 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 and it'll make this podcast really long. Because I have so many problems with what well, they've done. Travis, I that.
0: invite you to stand by <coughs> your man and save that for yeah. another podcast.
1: So George we kind of touched on it—the uh, connection to Wayne's World. Do you? F- I, I noticed it tonight when I was watching it, that there's a lot of scenes in this movie that basically they stole for Wayne's World.
2: Wayne's World was so much better. Well, Wayne's World is much
1: better. This movie kind of like was doing ludicrous things, <laughs> like just you, ridiculous. You know things. what?
2: You know what I was entertained by? The like, you know, while Elwood is driving. Hmm. jake is just sitting there straight faced talking about how he has to fix a cigarette lighter mm-hmm. not gripping the dash like he should be <laughs> it, you just know like, just whatever. totally like you know totally like they cool, cool as a, yeah cool as a cucumber it's like
0: when they're in the mall and he's like oh god this place has everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah
2: that was the other part oh, that kind of felt like pure well one in here yeah, you know it's one. like and yeah so that <laughs> I was entertained by that, and also at the end when they pull up in front of the uh, uh, the tax office, and like the car just falls apart. Oh, that's so, <laughs> <finally>. so good! <laughs> it's a well-coordinated
0: effect too. I mean, it you know that was not an easy thing to pull off, and and they did it yeah right very well. And then he goes and visits Steven Spielberg inside. It's like, hey, Steven Spielberg, right? Is yeah. that who that was?
2: Yeah. I don't. Even, I don't know what he looks like. So the other
1: thing that was very Wayne's World was like when they went back to Elwood's apartment and they like he <laughs> opened the door and it's like just a bed and a refrigerator, and, and everything's vibrating everything. <laughs> when the train goes by.
2: Like yeah, like uh, hard. to me
1: it had a lot of the same feel. But yeah, one was done better, more, I guess, more modern. I think if you would have seen this first, you probably would have appreciated the Wayne's World stuff even more because you were like, oh, it's like maybe. an
0: evolution of the thing, kind of. Right. Cuz
1: every SNL movie is pretty much the same formula. Take how, our take our guys and put them in situations. If they're funny, they're funny. How many
0: more <laughs> SNL movies are there? Well, there's Pat. It's Pat. You can skip that one. <laughs> skip uh, that one. Night at the Roxbury. That's I love good. that one. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. Yeah, it is so stupid.
1: I I like the the what's her name? The Catherine... The, 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 the Mary Catholic Catherine girls. Gallagher. Uh, Superstar. Super
0: yeah, Mary Catherine Gallagher. She, I like her. See, and I'd sk- I'd skip that one before I'd skip Night at the Roxbury. Okay.
1: I don't think I ever actually watched the whole Night at the Roxbury. I was kind of...
2: That's uh, Steve Martin. No. Will, Will Ferrell is, uh, and Chris Kattan.
1: Uh, Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan.
2: What's this... Isn't there one with uh, like Steve Martin that does a like
0: a... I forget the character. They should have done a movie out of King Tut. I'd have watched that. yeah i mean there's a
1: few but nothing on the same level as wayne's world
0: although you know one thing wayne's world was lacking uh fascism there just wasn't much of it and this movie (laughs) i guess that's almost out of right field i guess we'll say instead of left field come uh the chicago nazis <laughs> the Illinois Nazis. I was
1: wondering what the segue was. I'm like, wait, like, oh, right, right. The I random was, Nazis. I was were.
2: wondering if, like, when the Nazis were brought up, if if Dan was gonna like fake dumb, be like, when the Trump supporter I mean, when the Nazis <laughs> right, 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 were on the right. bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: when the, when the Nazis gather in Charlottesville. No, it's, it.
0: I I like this movie's use of the Illinois fascist or the Illinois Nazi Party or whatever they go by. Uh, because they are so co- cartoonishly stupid, which is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminds me to later, Rat Race does a pretty good job of also uh, just having the random cartoon Nazis pop up. And, and everybody in the whole world understands that these 20 guys are as dumb as dumb comes. Mm-hmm. We, yep. Uh, yep. I think one of the reasons nowadays you really don't see actual American neo-Nazis anymore is because movies like this. Even made them realize. Oh God, we got to rebrand,
1: right? Mm. And then you get American History X, which totally is like a Whew.
2: yeah. That was a movie. Yeah. Holy shit!
1: But that's that's
2: that's epic. I have seen that and it's I, I love, love that movie.
1: movie. So yeah, that's that's a serious
0: version. Yeah, but I really liked the well, Nazis well, that crashed their cars on top of each other in a giant hole. That's about right. If we've <laughs> got to have Nazis in right. a movie, <laughs> I want them to pancake on top of one another in a giant hole. Absolutely. Do you think that
2: there could actually be like swastikas in a movie nowadays?
0: I'm sure. I you guess could. so. It would be interesting to see if you're like one of those companies pre planning for the German market. Are we going to have to have alternate scenes where we have the Iron Cross right. so that we don't have to edit our movie? I don't really know how German censorship works. I know in video games it's a big deal. Oh, I was just talking about in the oh, states. Oh, you can do whatever you want in the states, man. Shoot. You can do what you want. Shoot. I
2: mean. Not that, not like, not like. Can you? But like, I think if it's, I would, mean,
0: Indiana Jones had them all over. Didn't the they place, just make a movie where now. Adolf Hitler was a kid or something? I didn't watch it, but it was some kind uh, of parody, satire thing. Just like last year, where it's like a little kid Adolf and Nazi youth. It looked horrifying. I didn't want to watch it, <laughs> but I think it's like still. I'm, I'm thinking
2: of um, Man in a High oh, Castle. Yeah. Okay, but that's but that's like again. That's something. It's almost like HBO. Like you gotta you got to pay for that that's not readily available it's not for right. public consumption is there consumption. anything
0: but hbo anymore though i mean bet- besides Re- there's HBO really and not netflix you really i mean there's no movies anymore thank you covid mm. and broadcast tv i don't know that i've watched on purpose in 10 years
1: yeah you got to like the creativity of some people with this covid though like i i i'm seeing a lot more online like zoom movies and stuff where like the premise even like murder horror movies where like people were zooming and then you see somebody on your zoom get killed
0: like that happened the other day in an elementary school
1: in real life in real life wait i thought oh the parent did it right or
0: uh like the estranged boyfriend right, of the mother right, right. killed the mother during, during zoom, zoom class, class and all the classmates had to hear the struggle guys that doesn't make me happy no it's no. not good that gives me a sad <laughs> I'm not but laughing at the situation. I, I, that's not that. gives that me a sad. I, it's like he's like you know yeah. he's he's emojiing yeah. his entire life.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that gives me. I have a care heart I'm for that.
0: What other movie combines the horrors and the comedy of stupid Nazis, the asinine nature of county taxation, and the warning level system from the Grand Theft Auto games? Uh, Schindler's List, Bad Boys Two, maybe no, Bad Boys Two. Do they talk about taxes and bad boys boys in the hood? They don't have Nazis and bad boys too either. I don't think so. They just have the GTA warning (laughs) level. Okay. Now, George, have you played Grand Theft Auto? Yeah, a little bit. Do do you remember when you get to three stars, four stars, five stars, six stars back in GTA 3? Mm -hmm. Then the army shows up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And then you got to put in your cheat code so that you can like, you know, do weird stuff like does Does that put Shaun of the Dead in that? Category because at the very end the military did show up. Is there taxation though?
0: Well, the army always yeah. shows up as the cavalry
2: in these movies. That's true. Like yeah. the why are movies. they Why are they taxing a, a Catholic institution anyway? I think the orphanage should be uh, should be exempt anyway. What's I up about know. that,
0: I, 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 you should ask John Landry. This Movie shit.
2: Not yeah. just playing. <laughs> you
1: You know what I love most about that fir- that first scene is a the. Not the first crucifix, but the second crucifix is amazing. (laughs) Yes, Uh, and I want that thing. It it looked like a real person. It looked like it. It's like a the one at the top of the stairs. No, no, that not that one. In her room, when they walk in against the wall, is like a full size crucifixion. But it's it's like it's so lifelike. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then her going back into the room, exorcist style. Yeah, that was just rude. (laughs) It was completely (laughs) rude, but. I I loved it. It was like so Dracula, like she just didn't even walk. She just kind of put her arms over her and just like slid back like yeah. Nosferatu. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Is that Homer Simpson going into the bushes? What is that? I was entertained by the, um, with them cursing. And yeah, and, she, and her beating and them And up. her smacking them. Yeah, and then like it just being like a, a, a cyclical, like just <laughs> continuation until her roller broke and then she whipped out something else. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and
1: then trying to fit his fat belly in the school desk was pretty funny too. Yeah, like funny. there's a lot of funny shit in yeah. this movie. The, yeah, it's outlandish. It's outlandish. And it's uh Oh, oh <laughs> boom, yeah, edit that out. And uh
0: yeah. Gosh, that joke went over like that helicopter scene <laughs> in the Twilight wow. Zone. Wow. Someone
1: died during that scene there, Dan. Oh. George is looking at me like what? Oh. what? Does that mean I just died? <laughs> John Landis killed stuntman, careface. actor.
0: He did not kill anybody. Care, careface, careheart. Careface accident. Hold the heart. Careheart.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah. When you see the Twilight Zone, we'll talk about that. So John Landis actually killed a stuntman.
1: He didn't kill anybody, but these these helicopter crashed during filming and killed. Under Landis's direction, a yes. couple of killed people. a couple of actors. And a stunt person, I think. Wow.
0: And like a kid. Like yeah, he, not got, even, he got
1: majorly yeah. sued. He hasn't really worked since then. but Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. <But laughs> that sucks. <laughs> that does suck. Wow, that's a really depressing episode.
0: <laughs> here's the thing. Christopher Nolan had a stuntman die during Dark Knight Rises, and we still let him make movies. That's true. So, I mean, stuntman. What was his stuntman stunt doing? Stunts are dangerous. Uh, it was during the opening scene where they're flying around uh, in the planes he was a parachutist and he hit mm-hmm. a roof he was aiming for uh, not the roof <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: sorry I don't want to laugh at what you're talking about but you're Deliver- deli- well, <laughs> your no
2: it's fair because <laughs> it's, it's the way he's delivering it <laughs> <laughs> he hit a roof and terrible, he was aiming for not like, a roof he was aiming for not a roof <laughs> I'm going to have to start a GoFundMe
0: for his family to make up for this oh, my <laughs> oh man <laughs> I'm sure you can get Steve Bannon to run it for him.
2: Uh, you oh, it. man. <laughs> I saw that headline. That's terrible. <laughs> Postal a, service arrest. Guy's arrested a, guys a man. creep.
0: Oh. <sighs> so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Blues Brothers. <laughs> so, Blues, so, so I think the thing, George, about the Blues Brothers is we really kind of tested you here. Like it's really not a strong narrative parts of the movie are almost unwatchably silly mm-hmm. but if you look back at this movie and if you revisit it at any time or you pick up and watch just different scenes kind of disconnected from the rest of the movie it'll weasel your way into mm. your heart a little bit it's never gonna be an oscar winner okay but princess but
1: fucking leia is in it and bit. she's blowing shit up i mean you can't beat that
0: that scene where she's reading the instruction manual to the flamethrower got me right. giggling. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, that lady, she's just going to do that thing too. <laughs> and she kind of had a couple couple
1: moments where she had a little sexiness going, but she was just so psycho.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know,
1: but there was like a couple times I was
0: like, oh, she looks pretty good
1: there. I always think when
2: that. She re- but so, she, she
0: rolled she's one of my one first time first crushes so i kind of on biased. a bicycle and she's like hi hi, Jake. <laughs> hi. rocket launcher
1: <laughs> i don't even have a gun yeah <laughs> it's another that was another one where it's almost like the obsessive girlfriend yeah i'm telling you there's a lot of parallels you have to
0: maybe go through again yeah i mean in a lot of ways they're like sequels man they're like cousin movies yeah maybe it's kind of like a
1: uh, an askew type thing where it's a universe, an oh SNL God, right. universe.
0: Give me Did, that universe where all the characters live, yes, in the same universe, and Stefan can tell me how <laughs> it has everything. <laughs> oh, oh this is right. That's a great character. I love Stefan, me too. Rest in peace, Bill Hader. If Infi- <laughs> he's, he's not dead, I mean, um, people are gonna careers years from now, so. Right, no, he's on that show on HBO, the the, the only network. Uh, Barry okay. that seems to be getting good ratings.
2: So that so that that skit is one of my favorite skits, and also one of my wife's favorite skits on SNL. John Mulaney, I believe, uh, was the writer for that skit. Okay. Yes. Okay, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but it doesn't matter because somebody listening doesn't know it. John Mulaney used to write things into that script that he wasn't ready for, that built uh hater okay wasn't expecting right and so that's why he cracks up so Mm. often is because (laughs) they had a script and mulaney changed it last minute didn't tell him and he had to read it for Um, the first time
1: that's that's a stage thing that has happened to me many times
2: because you do
1: you want to get the person to break
0: yeah and it was beautiful Mm -hmm. perfect Dan just hung up. He's not even here yeah. anymore. Dan's yeah, I was like, going to say, is Dan else? even here? You? Hey, George. So we made you watch a movie, finally, that none of us, I think, are going to defend as our favorite movie, but I think Travis and I could both say that we love this movie. And we hope that you love it someday, too. One day. I mean, just go back yeah. to She Caught the Katie, the song from the beginning of the movie, and crank it mm-hmm. up uh, with some good bass. And just listen to the duck, man. Let the duck walk on your soul with his baseline.
1: Oh, speaking of that, the, the I think maybe what's missing from from George's life is the fact that Paul Shaver's not in this
0: movie.
2: <sighs> <laughs> I don't get it. Whenever, whenever
1: he he was supposed to be part of the band, they they uh, told him he couldn't be in it. Why? Because uh, I guess his contract with SNL at the time, or uh. NBC, I don't know, he wasn't doing Letterman at the time, but for some reason, he's in the second movie, I think.
0: Yes, and actually, here's an interesting thing that I'll bring back to Warren Zevon once again. Uh, While Paul Schaefer was off filming the Oscar-worthy all-time achievement that is Blues Brothers 2000. Mm. (laughs) While he was doing that, Warren Zevon took over as Paul Schaefer's role on uh, the David Letterman show. And so... If you love Warren Zevon, uh, it's on YouTube. A lot of these little clips where Dave would throw stuff at him, like "Hey, write a song in three minutes," and you <laughs> know, and and Warren, being uh, a genius, could like arrange an entire symphony while the camera like watched him on TV. He also mm-hmm. wrote a song called "Licked by a Stranger" <laughs> while on the show. So I'm aware of that. There you go, guys. Warren Zevon. <laughs> Enjoy every sandwich. It's a it's a reference. Hey, so George. Okay. Yeah man Who was your favorite musician in this movie? Who who when they popped up on screen you were like, Oh yeah. So glad they're in this.
2: I think the most fitting the way I would imagine the musician being, you know, IRL in the wild would be John Lee Hooker.
0: Yeah, he's so good, man. Yeah. And he's right up my alley too. Yeah, he the, he just his scene just nails it. There's a certain atmosphere to that that's just like, this is the blues. Like it's not the blues brothers right now. This is just the blues, the movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that part is. Excellent. That was a
1: street street performer, right? Yeah, right yeah. outside the diner. Yeah, yeah it was awesome.
0: I'm a Steve Cropper guy, and I love Duck Dunn. During the '90s, when they'd hit their like blues brothers is over and the blues still isn't back period <laughs> when they were doing <laughs> basically they uh, booker t and the mgs became the backing band for every 90s celebratory retrospective festival and so okay. like the bob dylan 30th anniversary it was like a three-night thing uh with everybody from the 90s including like eddie vetter shows up at one point and sings a bob dylan <laughs> song uh they were the backing band and so every song if you watch the dvd is just steve cropper in his goofy shirt just killing it every song
1: does he still have the beard?
0: Uh, the beard is under control at that point, but he has okay. a really long, <laughs> very questionable ponytail. Playing a PV-branded telly. Ew. Yeah, with a really ugly shirt. But him and Duck Dunn, excellent guys. hella players. Mord? Huh. And then George Harrison shows him up, him. and you're like, whoa, there's a Beatle." I didn't see him. Oh, uh, this was on the Bob Dylan thing, not on the... Oh, on the Bob I was just gonna God, say, George Harrison's in the Blues Brothers. <laughs> uh, wasn't nineteen eighty mean enough to the Beatles? Do we really need to put George Harrison in? Pope
1: John Paul II was in the movie. I noticed. And he apparently stopped by the set and blessed. Stop the, it. He blessed Belushi and the rest of the crew. There's pictures of him blessed. Are you serious? Him. Yeah, he was on set.
0: Wow. <laughs> there's so, <laughs> so many there's p- ways that I could take the John Belushi getting blessed on this movie. <laughs> joke yeah I'm not uh, going to do it, was, it
1: it was before his uh demise went you know a couple years so I don't think the blessing caused him to die and have an overdose no maybe he had a couple years of good stuff I don't know he made neighbors he was sober then I think he was sober during this movie ish
0: would you say I don't know that I should comment on that oh I thought he was sober during this
1: I know he was kind of you know it is prime with this movie Seen put together, so I don't know.
0: Hey, George, have you yep. ever seen The Blues Brothers?
2: I have. Do you regret it?
0: <laughs> I don't think we were asking him to like it, I think we made him watch it. No, so mission accomplished. Yeah, I, Travis,
2: I, yes. his yeah, his eyes <laughs> graced
0: the film. That's true. What are we going to do to him next week? Uh, this coming week, we will be
1: watching a fun. Light-hearted film.
0: Okay. Uh, you should enjoy it, I hope. It actually features bit. one of your favorite guitar builders. Yes. Really? Mr. Anderson.
1: Anderson. We're going to watch The Matrix. Stop it. Yes. It's happening.
2: Nice. Guys, this, is, this movie is one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast. Okay. Excellent. So there you go.
1: We were going to watch Speed, but i figured all right we'll watch another keanu reeves movie that's you know shows his acting abilities
2: because <laughs> because the matrix is one of those movies that i haven't seen mm-hmm. right check and it's much like uh back to the future where it's everywhere right and i've been waiting to watch it mm-hmm. so that we could
1: and it's everywhere now a lot like that it's referenced now more than
2: ever yeah. Yeah. So. so, yeah, I've been waiting to watch this. This is exciting. Okay. I hope I like it. Shoot. I hope so, too. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I think we're throwing in the towel.
0: Oh, no. We have quite quite the strong finish for season one coming up for George, but he doesn't yes. need to know about that yet. Cool.
1: Cool. So, we're going to take on the red, right.
0: the red blue pill. Let's get to work. Oh, man. We're going to red pill George. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what that think means, I'm, though. I think I'm already red pilled. No, not the way that they did it in this movie. But we'll talk about that when we get to it. Nice. All right, very good. All right, thanks for listening to the Remedial Film Class Podcast. As always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at at Remedial Film Pod. You can find us at facebook.com slash RemedialFilmPod. And of course, you can email us, remedialfilmpod at gmail.com. <laughs>